Yo, welcome back to Shoot the Shit Podcast. How's uh, everybody doing? Hello, hello. Yeah. No, this is you. Hello, yeah. hello. <laughs> no one else can hear me except for you. How did I say that? <laughs> welcome back. It's Dilly. It's Mo. And it's Shoot the Shit Podcast. <laughs> Episode. Yeah, you could you could introduce it from here on out. <laughs> Yeah, no, so it, was a, it was a week. It was a week start. Not gonna lie. That's okay. Um, too much. <laughs> too much of that quarantine. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Welcome back, episode five. Um, thank you guys for all listening. Episode four. No, man, it's five. Dog, it's four. <laughs> <laughs> we I, got got a week, <laughs> I got a week ahead. <laughs> All right, yeah, welcome back to episode four. It looks like I've had too much of that mm, quarantine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, um, speaking of quarantine, how's that going for you? Week, uh, what is it? Week two, week three, week two. Uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You know, after actually watching a lot of the news that's been going on lately, uh, quarantine, like there's, there's laws and things being set up, and I don't know. It just feels a You're lot like stealing, right to jail. You're playing music too loud, right to jail, right away. You're driving too fast, jail. Slow, yeah. You're charging too high prices for uh, sweaters, glasses. You write to jail. You undercook fish, believe it or not, jail. You overcook chicken, also jail. Undercook, overcook. You make an appointment with a dentist and you don't show up, believe it or not, jail, right away. That's how I feel. That's how I feel everything's happening in quarantine right now. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> jail. Uh, but, yeah, how have you been keeping up in quarantine, buddy? Good. Uh, slowly <clears throat> falling behind in the cl- in the classes, schoolwork, but I'm trying my best to stay afloat. And that's why we're on uh, the ship. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's been it's been okay. I'm I'm chugging along. Um, I haven't left the house in a while. I've been in my room too for a little for most of the day, so it's a little bit like mm-hmm. suffocating in that way. But yeah. And where's home again for you? Windsor. Ooh. Yeah, I'm at the uh, southernmost part of Ontario, yeah. pretty much. Well, you know what? At least you're home. You know, I I, I, I heard your dad sneezing earlier, coughing. <laughs> the, <laughs> his sneezes can move mountains, man. Yeah, it's, no, it's I, so I, loud. It moved me, man. It moved me like emotionally and physically. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, I don't know about emotion. That, that shit just moved me physically. I'm gonna be honest. It, it, was, it was very touching, man. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> well, what? What is this? Do you hear that? Bro. What happened? Oh my god. What's happening? Does that mean there's a guest god. on site? Does that mean there's a guest on site? Oh my god, I think it does. And what anthem is that? <laughs> Nothing more than the Italian anthem. <laughs> hey, hey Andrew Lagrateria. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> grazie, grazie. Hey, Andrew, how you doing, buddy? Hey. <laughs> wow, right, what an intro. Oh, of course, man. Any time for you. Here, let's play a was, that the, was that the national anthem? <laughs> oh, it's the national was, anthem. That was the national anthem. I thought you were done with that in episode two. Oh, like, no, hell no, not for Andrew. It's gonna come right back. <laughs> Ooh, what a contest! I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have uh, interrupted with the chow. I could just wait for the whole anthem to play. You know, show maximum yeah, respect. 
this is this is, saying, this is a 10 minute like, video man. You, i'm not doing that that's how you could tell you were not born in italy man like just no respect <laughs> wait wait andrew where were you born I was born in Canada. I'm a proud <laughs> Canadian as well. What, what part of Canada? Very proud Canadian. I was born uh, here, born and raised in Hamilton, Hamilton, oh, Ontario. That is the next Italy okay. of Canada. Yeah. Well, there's there's a there's a good Hamilton Italian population. We're <laughs> everywhere, you know. Yeah, all came here post World War Two. Apparently, Windsor has like a lot of Italians here. Like, for some reason, we're known for like pizza. Apparently, dang. In Guelph, we had a big Italian population too. We had a mafia. <laughs> what? I don't know. In Guelph, of In all Guelph, the places they could have gone. They went to Guelph, bro. Yeah, bro. Small town. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, at my school, every single day, instead of Oh Canada, this is, we just heard this national anthem. I'm yeah, not play, I'm not playing it anymore. <laughs> you think I've learned my lesson in episode two? <laughs> I don't know if you did. You fully played it in episode. Oh, four. stop, Andrew, man. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks, boys. Thanks for thanks for having me. Happy to be here uh, amidst the uh, quarantining and uh, self isolation. This is this is this was exciting. So it's exciting to be a part of. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, our, our pleasure. We're happy to have you. Uh, even when we were starting to, like, you're actually one of the people we were talking about the podcast with. Um, when we were first kind of like really thinking about the idea. Um, yeah, I know. I, yeah. So Monday, March 9th, post resp exam, we were uh, <laughs> hanging out. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, we you guys were talking about having a podcast and. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, three days later, you guys dropped the first episode or, or um, <laughs> I was like, wow, that, 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 that happened fast. But I have to say some, some comments, early comments, like it's, I, I really appreciate uh, uh, the, the, the branding, you know, shoot the ship, the logo, you know, the consistent theme of the, the podcast title, staying afloat, you know, setting sail. I, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, thank you for that, yo. Much love. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, but I, I don't know about the fifth forty-five minutes talking about candy, though. You know, but that's oh. story episode. Yo, one. get out of this with that, man. Yo, everybody. This is the most popular episode, bro. All right, and that was Andrew. Thank you, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I, you know what? We get we got a lot. We got oh, a lot. Am I we done actually, yet? No, we got a lot we want to talk to you about. Okay, so okay, Andrew, we did this uh, with Justice. We did this with ourselves, and we want to keep it rolling because there's one thing that I've I've known is I've known Andrew separately from Dilshan when you knew Andrew, and you knew Andrew much longer. Yeah, I called and, Dibs, uh, and you called Dibs. So, sure. Andrew, why don't you sure. tell us a little bit about how we all met? Or yeah, pretty much that. How do we how do we even meet in the first place? Well, uh, I, I I don't know if I can recall the uh, the first instance, but in listening to um, the the podcast, I think it was with Justice, or you guys were um, talking about um, O Week and when you and Justice met. Like, I have a recollection of talking to 
you about how you were a DJ. And I was like, this, I mean, this guy's too cool. Like, I can't, you know, DJ, wow. I mean, I love music. And then I don't know what's, uh, I think, I mean, being in the same academy, UFT Med is uh, uh, split into, uh, what, four four academies? Yeah. That's the, yeah. And uh, we're in the same, Mo and I are in the same uh, academy. And I, I don't know, did we have... I Shout know, out I to can't, Fitz. can't put my finger about it. Uh, finger on it as to when we uh, had our first uh, interaction per se but uh, it was uh, probably academy related Um, I think you know what maybe a little bit on the dance floor in O-Week that's it that's it I figured it out it was uh, O-Week at the um, uh, what's that club downtown Um, Uh, I know what you're talking about it's I I know I know what you're talking about that's where uh, Um, King West yeah yeah yeah, that's true. Um, you guys are both dancers, eh? That's it. You both that's tear it. up the dance we, floor. And then Mo also tears met. up his ACL. <laughs> and we met game, on the dance yeah. floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we felt... <laughs> actually, speak, speaking of dancing, speaking of dancing, actually, yeah, my... um, I We did have a guest question. Um, um, and this one comes from Edwin. Um, to ask about your insane <laughs> dance moves, Andrew. How did you? Where did these insane dance moves come from? Because I see you pop, lock it, drop it, everything. Wow! Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> wow, that, that's a great question. Thank you, thank you to Edwin if you're listening um, for Maybe this if. question. Better be listening. Yes. Um. I like it. It was just, uh, I, I think the, it all started when Gangnam Style came out in like, when was that? 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was very popular, uh, with, with the, the rise of YouTube and our generation at the time, just, just watching that video over everybody else dancing to it. I went to a, uh, one of my cousin's weddings and uh ended up leading a uh a gangnam style for uh probably like 150 people and it was a it was a good time and then it was uh you know i, 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 I that was probably the start of a, of a, a self-awareness a realization that i i i i could i have some moves but i wouldn't say my my dancing now is uh reflective of the gangnam style I enjoy it. I have a lot of fun. Um, dancing. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it, it's, it's cool though, because like, you know, you could always, if you know, if no matter how bad of a day you're having and like whatever's going on you could always count on Andrew to randomly walk up to you while he's dancing and yeah. put a smile on your face yeah oh I'm yeah. still Sean oh thank you a gentleman oh, I was just saying it's it's a highly recommends uh, some some daily dancing to uh, alleviate the the quarantine blues you know uh, it doesn't matter if uh, you got the moves just uh, try to try to let music uplift you and get moving but uh 
I mean, what can I say about the dance? Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. It, it. it generally is a, quite a surprise to people, though, I'd have to say. Uh, well. You know, <laughs> not, probably, probably like, I mean, I don't know, lanky white guy doesn't suggest I have the dance moves, but I'm getting a little perhaps racial here. <laughs> 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 Actually, <laughs> Andrew, I was gonna say the first time, the first time I ever seen you it wasn't on the dance floor, and it wasn't even me talking to you. It was during the talent show. A oh. man just busted on stage an alto sax, and that reminded me of my grade seven to nine days playing the tenor sax. And I saw this man play, and I'm like, wow. Mm. You gave him you gave him a moment there. That was for like the poetic thing, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, my mm. fingers for <laughs> <laughs> But uh yeah, no, that was that was pretty cool. So then um I think afterwards it was actually through I think it might I think it was through Katie and them. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Katie. Shout out, Shout to, out to Katie, Cal, Katie Wilkins. Katie. Actually, yeah. you know what? She has I mean, maybe down the line you can have her as a guest and put her on the spot here. But she has a Gangnam style mixed with Highland dancing YouTube Ooh, video oh. out there, which is an interesting combination. I yeah, must say, definitely have to see that. But yeah, I was actually talking to Mo about it today. Like, I think she'd be a cool guest. Like, I don't I think so. know her as well as you guys do, but yeah. from what I hear, it's a cool, cool person. So yeah, yeah. there's there's. A lot of really cool people in our program right now, and uh, mm-hmm. definitely a lot of people. Hundred percent. Um, and and huge list there right is. now with what we're working with. To be honest, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. A lot okay. of people have reached out too, so we're trying to fit in, you know, the best sequence that we can, and uh, everyone will get their time to shine. Yeah, it's cool too. Like to get to know people that you don't know as well, or to learn new things about people you know very well. Yes, absolutely. It- yeah. It's, so wait, it's Dilly, a you... fun way to. Uh... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's a fun way. What? Well, it's a it's a fun way to, uh, I guess, get to know people. Like I, I learned uh, some some more about justice, and uh, you know, in our class, like there's like, I I don't know if this is what you guys intend or vision, but it could be like a a podcast version of like the humans of two T three or of U of T Met. Be yeah, yeah. We kind of ran that idea initially, but I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be grander than that, right, Dilly? Always. Oh, it's gonna be. We're we're the grandest people. Good to hear. Create Uh, content. uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's more to life than you have have, have med students, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wait. So, Dilly, I was surprised that you knew Andrew well before. How'd you guys meet? Yeah. What was that? Um, I, I don't, oh, so back in our undergrad and the uh, health side program, uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna get, get some flack like for saying a, that. You need a sound effect right now. You need a sound effect. Like wah wah wah. wah. <laughs> I wasn't <Yeah>. ready. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we were just um, doing yoga and then no, I'm <laughs> we. So we have the a buddy program where it's like upper years are master first year students and like kind of you know, help them transition into university. 
I was not Andrew's buddy, but I was friends with Andrew's buddy. But then I ended up like Loki being his buddy more than his actual buddy was. I think. Mm. Is that accurate, Andrew? Yeah, that's that's absolutely accurate. And I had, I mean, a positive buddy experience. Well, I think there is. Yeah, you were friends with. Hello. Hello. Oh, we lost you. Uh, technical difficulties. Yo, uh, the, wait. Hello. I can't hear Andrew anymore. Uh, I think Andrew's gone. All right. Uh, we'll get Andrew back on the line. Uh, and we'll. I, I'm short. still here. Oh. Oh, what the heck? I'm here. Oh. Oh, <laughs> just... I, I... <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. Would you say it's accurate though? Like, uh, I was kind of, I, I was first kind of taking on that buddy, up your buddy role sort of thing for with you. Um, and then I just became friends after that. Yeah, I I think it went it went two ways. Like, m- one of my good friends um, from first year was your um, you were uh, her assigned buddy, and then your like one of your good friends throughout house side was my buddy. So there was like a little uh, crossover episode on there. Yeah, a little crossover, and then uh, yeah. That, that that's that's how it's ha- that's how it happened and i and a few years later ended up uh running or managing uh, the buddy buddy program because i had such a positive experience with you man yeah even man. though you're my unofficial buddy <laughs> so the, pro- the program it matches you to people that will help you meet your true buddy <laughs> <laughs> and honestly I, I felt like i felt like a matchmaker i felt like hitch like you know just uh yeah, no, you did a good a job with that. Service. The that other thing fun. too, with like that, I think brought us kind of closer together is like we had a very similar journey towards med school in terms of our like failures and like trials and tribulations with the MCAT and all those things. I think we were in that process together, more or less from start to finish, and it was nice that we got in together. Yeah, I, that absolutely. Um, and it, it was nice yeah we were uh um even like thinking back to like writing up uh applications supporting each other throughout the process and following a similar path and even i guess was there a bit of there's a bit of overlap with some uh like music related community initiatives too we both had an interest in that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there was a bit of a connection there too, uh, with uh, the intergenerational music program connecting uh, elementary students in Hamilton with seniors. But I don't think we ever did a visit together. I don't think so. Uh, no. Actually, yeah. Did you did you guys um, both get into med school on your first try? Or uh, how many no. tries did it take you guys? <laughs> so for me, yeah, it took- I didn't either. Yeah, it took me three tries to get to even get an interview, let alone get in. Really? So yeah, you, you took that, you three tries. It took me two. It's so like I'm not, yeah. I'm not, and not as comparison. Just like, like to to just put it out there, it's it's a t- it was a tough process, man. Yeah, and um, I was thinking because a lot of people right now are in that process of going through med school applications and whatnot. Now it was actually in my head, um, like that. What do we? What did we do? during our time in between application cycles and like what kept pushing you to keep going uh yeah i'll let Andrew answer that one actually i think it's a good 
good question to hear from him and then i'll jump in after yeah that's a good question i guess for uh, uh a bit of background um i <laughs> i guess my uh i i applied uh three cycles i'd like to say my ego would like to say two and a half because when i applied to the third year i only applied to a few schools um mm. and uh uh just threw it out there for uh test 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 my luck and uh what i thought i <laughs> i guess uh had going but then there was but no it was three cycles so i guess after throughout my fourth year um you know when uh many are are, are applying and hoping for uh uh the subsequent acceptance of falling gear i i just um I tried to plan out um, what I would do in the event it didn't happen, and I wouldn't uh, didn't get uh, an interview or didn't get accepted. And I just tried to uh, reflect on some of my my passions and interests, and uh, were related to to health uh, related work. And I I went on the hunt for a. Uh, uh, a graduate uh, degree that would uh, help me in uh, uh, research-related methodologies to to be able to conduct uh, some some studies that uh, interest me later on. I was thinking later on uh, when I eventually, hopefully, did get into medical school and pursued a career in medicine that that could help me then. So whatever I did was sort of, I mean, to um, fulfill like immediate passions but with the intention that it would sort of prepare me for the future and I know a lot of you know people choose to fill their time differently with travel but I wanted to still I guess be within the academic scene um mm -hmm. I did a I did a, a year in uh at Northwestern in Chicago and health services and outcomes research and it was just uh, I guess through happenstance I found this program how I ended up there it was really an interesting sequence events and different uh, um, sort of uh, activities and extracurriculars that sort of just came together and uh, really aligned with uh, I guess the intentions of this program and, and what it was about and um yeah i spent uh, a year uh doing that and uh very grateful and lucky and fortunate to have been uh accepted uh after the um after that to uh be classmates with you guys <laughs> u of t hey yeah man good stuff really. like yeah. it was really nice to see like uh, again just like how we had the same struggles and like we were both rooting for each other like we, we both did grad school too so like I don't know when see I think seeing you get in is really like I was kind of feeling that vicariously in a way even though I had also gotten in I was like oh Andrew got in hey that was a not a thing wrong with what you just said and God bless you for claiming that right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah uh, you know what um I also want to say like the the, cra the it's the craziness of how things worked together through um like how things play out um that i love hearing these stories like you know oftentimes Absolutely. a lot of people don't get it on the first try that's that's very normal right there are people that have mm -hmm. and there are people that haven't right and some people even take 
many more tries than us. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just like the sequence of events that lead you to become where you are. Like, not not to jump in here, but uh, like for example, I didn't get accepted the first time around either in my first interview. Um, wasn't really prepared. Uh, you know, I thought I'd do better in the interviews and whatnot. And then I've learned for the second time. But this next set of events is I was working at a factory at the time. Um, you know, just like an in-between period before between work. Um, mm-hmm. There was a layoff, and that layoff then pu- pushed me to actually find a job in chemistry. Now, as soon as I was searching, was exactly the time that this one startup company was looking for people. My friend uh, let me know about them, and then I started working mm-hmm. there, and that just set up the perfect opportunity I found for med school in itself. It was like, or, or at least being a good candidate. It was like I learned a lot in the field of research, especially private. Um, I had to learn a lot to speak for myself. But it was that role that I got that just, it was just, it was weird. It was just all happenstance. If that makes sense. Like, had that mm-hmm, factory yeah. not laid off, I would have been in a very different situation. I would have had very different experiences to talk about. And I don't know if I'd be where I am. Right? There's, there, yeah. there, there's a lot of that that I find yeah. very... Uh, very fascinating. Yeah, you see, same here, man. Like, I also found my master's program kind of. I kind of took a leap of faith on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was similar to Andrew, the kind of planning, like, oh, what do I do if I don't get in? And uh, I was looking at grad school programs, and just happened to see on the the Mac website, uh, health science education. I was like, oh, I like I like health sciences education. I like teaching. Uh, that's all I knew about it and I took I took a chance and applied and you know I came out of it with a completely different perspective on like medicine and healthcare system and like even now experiencing a, a medical curriculum I have a different I look at it with a different lens because of that and it influenced my essays and every, like things on my application like it's crazy how one like small choice like that but i think for all of us in our own way like let us yeah. to to like to get here mm-hmm. I, I, absolutely like um and now that i think of it i i think i mean both of our programs were not intended for undergrads and but uh because your was yours a um Correct me, but I think yours is professional uh, or some sort of related experience is required for admission, Dilshan? Uh, uh, so they do take a few undergrads. Like there's like three in my class, but the program was okay. made for healthcare professionals. For, right. Yeah, and I guess, um, I mean, that's irrelevant, but I guess I think what I'm getting at is I had that's like, you a lot of your classmates were professionals correct or yeah most of them yeah yeah and like that was similar for me as well and i guess it sort of gave you that in itself gave me a different perspective on um the healthcare system and sort of the different uh roles everyone is is playing i guess uh, a little bit of uh, preliminary ipe but that's what i was about yeah, to no, say di- <laughs> we, we did ipe, IPE. before it became the, the thing <laughs> um before when it was actually um no no comp can we add that as a credit though <laughs> <laughs> wait you guys made ipe or what i, I feel like i'm no, no, no. this one here so, so like our 
cohorts for our master's programs were predominantly healthcare professionals from a variety of different fields. So it was uh, basically like an IPE experience for you. You guess, were IPE, yeah, before IPE. Exactly, mm. and I think we should get a credit for no. <laughs> I mean, uh, I won't. I won't say no if, if that were the case. But uh, I digress. Uh, yeah, Andrew, you there. I feel like he just randomly dropped. Off. <laughs> I heard his voice just go. Uh, uh, but yeah, okay. I guess we we can chat a little bit while he's uh, disappeared. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a wild time happening these days, eh? Yeah, I keep um, just, oh. it. The case, the like, in, I don't mean to keep bringing it back to like COVID and stuff, but like the, the cases are climbing, man. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's well, it's still in an exponential phase, right? Yeah, it's just it's insane though, like how like you check every day and it's like up by so much, even in Canada. Like, yeah, not that we're doing great, but like relative to other places, we're okay, but still yeah. climbing. There's so much yeah. solidarity that's happening that I find that's amazing, but there's also so much negativity running around. That yeah, anti- what do you mean? There's a lot of anti-Chinese racism. And not even anti-Chinese, but anti-Eastern Asian in general. I think, uh, yeah. is that Andrew there? That was oh. me messaging. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting too, because like, you only see it for that group. You don't see it for like Americans, or you don't see it for Italians. Those countries also have like very, very high cases, surpassing China even. Oh, yeah. But you don't see that same like um, prejudice towards them as you, you know, do with like China. The biggest thing is because we, uh, like, at least I think so, it's because we associate it with China, right? Because we initially yeah. saw how large it came from China. Mm-hmm. And even in the U.S., man, the the president called it the Chinese virus. Um, yeah. Oh, and these guys are, oh, my God. <laughs> it's, a very, no, it's a very, no, it's a very, very sharp political move on his part. He's, he's always been um, very anti-China. And um, definitely wants to shift the issue to them and then take the burden away from what's going to happen in the U.S. At least that's what yeah, I, was, the way I look at it. And it's, it's a very yeah, it's a very driven, politically driven move. Uh, but it's very sad because that opens up the floodgates to so much bullcrap. Yeah. Right? It's like a green light to a lot of people that... Um, that uh, yeah. That, that see that and can say, you know what? I yeah. You know, it's like yeah, that's man. that the leader said it. I'm down to say it. Can't tell me I'm wrong. You know. Mm-hmm. Could just do it. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's back. Oh, Hello? he's back. I'm back. All right. Sorry, Whoa. guys. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Um, Sorry for uh, technical Thanks. difficulties. I'll restart now. <laughs> Ready? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I. I, I would like to I would like to echo what uh, Tilshan said about me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm just be candid. Everybody, we did have a technical difficulty, but we're now back. <laughs> and, and, and Andrew's just gonna try to continue on from where he was. So um, hand over the torch. <laughs> All right, we're back. Back online. Uh, apologies for the, de- the diff- technical difficulties. Um, or what? I think I was just talking about 
Oh, looks like I have a guest. Sorry, one moment. My dog would like uh, to be to join us in her car. By the way, his his dog <laughs> is so cute. Yeah. Oh man, we see the dog on Zoom. Little little white pup. Uh, what's the name of the dog, man? Her name's Ella. She just joined our call. So if you hear any, uh, I don't know, she's pretty quiet, but if uh, you hear any uh, barking, it's, it's her. Um, but her name's Ella. Ella, yeah. Shout out, Ella. Shout out, Ella. <laughs> Ella. She's wondering. She's wondering who's calling her. Oh, man. Yeah, don't yeah, so, get barking. Yeah, so where was I? I think I was just uh, echoing your point about having like a different perspective on um, I mean, healthcare medicine. I know for you it was like curriculum aspects and others, uh, I presume, as well. But I guess just the, for me, it was, I guess, the, the academic sort of research lens and um, having like exposure and just all from these courses um and but you know I, I have to say like i your your program you did a thesis mine was just course based so it, i feel like there's a huge difference there but uh um yeah it's so just different strokes you know <laughs> different strokes for different folks yeah but happenstance and getting out getting to there like i would have never thought i'd end up in chicago but um Wait, 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 wait. Chicago? Bro, you weren't listening, dude? You went to Northwestern in Chicago. Yo, Ah, the guy disconnected at some point. (laughs) Wait, what? All these times I thought it was like, you're, you're cutting out, but it's actually just like, it wasn't a technical difficulty. It was just a Muhammad difficulty. Bro, no, I'm just, I'm just reaching. I back didn't recommend already. the jazz scene there, boys. I mean, that was just like maybe it was just meant to be that I go to school there because when I whatever I visit for school, the jazz scene, it was just, it was a good time. Would highly yeah. recommend. If any and, any listeners would like to plan a trip to Chicago, I got them. And uh, speaking of jazz, I love jazz, man. Speaking of, speaking it's of so jazz. entertaining to see live and like especially when they're like improving and kind of bouncing off each other with the solos like oh so good oh, yeah. no and actually speaking of jazz we were talking about remember andrew plays the saxophone yeah he does uh, and is that how did he so, plays that, it how did you get into the saxophone is it just like a i originally played the violin mm-hmm. um Whoa! In like grade, I think like I don't know grade two or grade three. I was I was I was a youngin, <laughs> um, but uh, I think eventually, um, I, I mean, I I just I I I don't know. I I, I was listening to being like going to violin lessons and whatnot you know i i saw people going for like i saw saxophones around like the shop and people going for saxophone lessons and i was like that's shiny that looks cool (laughs) (laughs) you know just but uh 
also i was i think our elementary school that i went to in hamilton uh we were lucky to have a, a music program earlier on in uh that started in grade six as opposed to um uh, standard uh like grade nine music programs across ontario high school so uh there wasn't a spot for a violinist and uh mm. i that 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 is when I switched to the sax in grade six. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe this can be a call out to the uh, uh, minister of education. Maybe implement uh, a music education program. Grade six and all violinists. Maybe I would have been a violinist right now. But, <laughs> but no, that that's how it happened. I just I switched to the sax. I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, it, I. I would say I peaked in grade eight. I ended up somehow auditioned <laughs> to like <laughs> that's, a, that's a long time ago to peak, my friend. <laughs> I, I know. Okay, listen. I <laughs> I auditioned for like some some so, selective orchestra, and somehow I ended up performing at at um. I ended up performing at Roy Thompson Hall with this what? group. And Whoa. for the really intense parts, apologies to the instructor or the, sorry, the, uh, um, <laughs> not the instructor, but the, um, the <laughs> and the, uh, what do you call the guy who directs at the, at the front of the- Composer? The conductor, conductor. But when we had, <laughs> In, in my composition, in, in the music I was instructed to learn over like the course of a year after auditioning, when we had the really intense parts, like they were really hard to learn for grade eight at that level. So I just like, I literally just like, I faked it. Okay. I run the Thompson Hall stage. But I mean, I'd like to say I knew about maybe 70% of the. Of, of the competitions <laughs> that we were instructed to to, hey. to, to learn, but that, oh. that and now I play for old folks uh, who might not tell the difference if I mess up or not. So, <laughs> that, Oh, Andrew. Bruh. 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 That's all boys. I, oh, and then I just fell in love with jazz. I, jazz yeah. is oh. something special. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to oh, say this. Man. I'm going to say Not this. a thing wrong with what you just said, and God bless you for claiming that right. <laughs> again. You're whooping that oh. again. All right. Oh, man. Uh you know, no, Andrew, actually, Andrew, Andrew, especially with the saxophone, it's something with the saxophone, especially just makes you jam out like that. Like, like, uh, run the solos or run like not solos, but it's, I find it because I, I played the tenor sax before and I, and I definitely okay. peaked in grade nine and then never played again. Um, <laughs> the tenor sax. And I, I found <laughs> when you just don't know the song, it feels like it's so easy to just wing it if that makes sense i don't know what the word is in, in the in terms of music fake it fake it fake it till you make it but you know what i found out <laughs> every time in band class as we kept doing it i was doing i was doing band 
Um, All right. The, the person in the front, the composer. You were okay. Amp too. Yeah, I was doing band. I did band. I was playing tenor. Yo, I also did band, bro. Oh, right. yo, we all got a jam. But the thing is, I couldn't fake it because I was percussion. <laughs> you can't fake that. You can't fake that. You can't fake that. <laughs> no, continue, continue. Everyone oh, hears yeah. you always. So, yeah, no. So tenor, so tenor. Okay, so you play alto, right? Yes. So tenor can either be one of two things. A lot of times, you can be like a rock machine, where you you know you can play some key parts with like trumpets and whatnot. You know, you just go in jazz machine. But yeah. oftentimes, in a setting of a band, it's played sort of this weird midline that's very repetitive very long and slow uh notes um but and then all of a sudden they just go like uh like something like that and and as i as i was every time that would happen i would just forget what i'm doing and i just start making random noise from the Expecting that what it's supposed to sound like, <laughs> and then I, and then I, and then we all got called out in the front, and he didn't know where it was coming from. The composer, he's like, "Okay, whoever's making that noise, stop! Please just follow the thing. It doesn't. It, it, it just kills the flow of the song." <laughs> and I was like, "Hush." Yeah, that 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 uh, sounds about right. But see, I mean, my strategy was just play quieter to not be noticed in case i didn't know something (laughs) i actually contribute to i mean some sort of chaos within the composition but contributing to the to the greater good okay (laughs) (laughs) and that is that what you is that what you do now with the uh uh, when you play for uh the seniors or you play as quiet as you can just hope to hope to god i just keep going i just keep going (laughs) You know, smile and keep keep on playing. You know, yeah. like the, I think Muhammad's strategy would work more with the seniors. Yeah, probably, probably. Do you hear this? Yep. That's Andrew playing for the seniors. Ooh. And if man says he peaked in grade eight, I'd love to hear what grade eight Andrew was. <laughs> Hit a wrong note there. <laughs> they just keep going. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, that's actually that was not you. But that's actually that's actually super sweet what you're doing. Um, I was looking at uh, like some of the work you're doing. Well, and uh, shout out to Leonor. Leonor, uh, she's yeah, the thing to perform with. Yeah, yeah. and um. Real, like, really, really, like, that's actually really cool. And you, what are you, what, what, what are you doing that program with? Um, so I'm, I'm a volunteer with the Noteworthy Music Program. Uh, that's based out of Mount Sinai Hospital. And uh, every Tuesday, uh, pre-COVID um, pandemic, we, uh, the program had volunteers um, go around a few of the wards there to. Uh, uh, room to room or uh, depending on the ward and, and the setup um, just perform for the patients um, and uh, we have amazingly talented volunteers that honestly uh, that are just incredible in sharing their uh, their musical talents and uh, um, it's it, you know each 
it, it's it's fun to be a part of like for me I like it's two birds one stone like i get it forces me to to continue practicing with the sacks because i honestly if i didn't have the program like I, I like i would keep playing but not as frequently like having that sort of structured time cut out for me to so i try to like like practice new songs and uh, one i'm performing and, and and that helps um like just build my repertoire and and some patients are just it's it's special like it's it's like i'm it's it's a privilege that uh, that this program um, happens at, at, at Mount Sinai and, and to play for the patients there. Uh, some of them are are so appreciative. And I mean, music, mu- music touches the soul, um, especially for some patients. So being able to, uh, you know, play at, at uh, vulnerable and tough times for them in their lives is 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 special and we're, and we're lucky but uh i would like to bring it to some other hospitals I should talk to the coordinators about that but i think that would be great mm-hmm. well, that's, yeah that's, that's, shout out that's, to noteworthy shout out noteworthy shout out to coven like i noticed that too when i was doing the intergenerational program as well like a lot of the songs you play for like the seniors they like they'd come up to you after and, and be like oh thanks for playing that song you know i got married to my husband with that song this many years right? ago this is right. like mm-hmm. it's just, it just attached to a memory and i think bringing that out of them especially in that population it's it's really amazing to see that's actually super sweet yeah that actually really is yeah and um, then the kids too for like the intergenerational part like seeing them interacting with the seniors and vice versa like it's it's amazing mm-hmm have you ever heard any comments that like really resonated with you at all? Absolutely. I mean, I, I'd have to like, um, it does sometimes, sometimes can feel a little intrusive to be like playing a, a saxophone, like in the middle of the hospital wards or just like a patient's room that might be joined with another patient that might be trying to sleep. But I'd, I have to say at least like every time I volunteer, um, like a, there's at least like three, I probably go to maybe like 10 rooms, 10, at least 10 rooms. There's like three or f- three or four that are just like, they, it evokes a, like some sort of emotional response, whether that's like with, um, you know, excitement or, um, you know, bringing out some sort of uh, emotional, uh, tearful experiences there, um, as music can can uh, can do. It's there. There's an appreciation for it, and I just I'm surprised that like, I mean, you don't even need live performances, but like, I'm surprised that I mean, there's this hasn't been something that's been going on for. Um, longer than it than it than it's been running you know like just to incorporate mm-hmm. in, in the the care setting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, no. I think uh there was uh yeah there, there's a lot of different patient stories i've sort of uh um like 
accumulated over the past year and i probably only volunteered maybe four or five times this past year but there's because there's tons of volunteers and i'm sure they can also speak to their experiences but i mean but i mean going back to my italian culture whenever i encountered italian patient i whip out the italian music right away so mm. it's the italian national anthem not the national anthem <laughs> i'm not playing it i'm not playing it don't look at me <laughs> but, I mean, my experiences were rooted in sort of playing Italian music on the saxophone with my my own grandparents, and uh, whenever I needed to break, I would actually just play the Italian national anthem because I didn't want to play the sax anymore. So. <laughs> so that's that's exposure to the Italian national anthem, which otherwise would have been none. Other than, but yeah. I, I think I, what I really, I really, really do want to give my appreciation out to the, to the noteworthy um, uh, music programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear they're looking for a Vin Diesel these days, so uh, we'll, we're doing Yo, our best Vin to Diesel, get them both. <laughs> and uh, sing yeah, some I Rihanna think, for you. Oh, and uh, <laughs> I think they deserve a round of applause. So uh, why don't we, why don't we give them one? <laughs> you're like going out of your way to use a soundboard oh like, i've been planning that he's like tra- so he's like planting these little seeds just to eat. <laughs> he's no, like, but oh, how about, oh they deserve an applause <laughs> oh man no no that's that's really cool so it's called the noteworthy worthy music program um anybody at toronto if you you know if you're interested check it out um they got a facebook page um instagram as well i think yeah um and and i think we're gonna be doing some virtual um performances oh so oh, word. stay tuned yes okay. stay tuned i uh stay, stay tuned and stay zoomed stay <laughs> i like stay that. zoomed oh, that oh. is what's going on here culture how about that what's that what zoom culture Yo, yeah. it's, it's, it's I actually like of the online platforms. I actually kind of like Zoom. It's not bad. I just don't like it's the paywall bad. that they have. The what? That like, you, there's a paywall to it. So like, otherwise, if you're using it, like as a free, it's only forty minutes before mm. it cuts out. Um, it's, it's a lot of other programs that don't have that. So I was, I was very surprised, but it is really good for what it does. Mhm. Mhm. Actually, yeah, it's there's something I really want to share with you guys and it's been burning. All right. Speaking of Zoom culture. <laughs> uh remember how you know we were talking about those uh the the last week we were talking about the uh the the, the mayor going to the washroom incident? Mm-hmm. Now we're all in mm-hmm. Zoom. Yep. In a lot of our online classes and a lot of people out there that's working from home or doing anything, a lot of you guys are probably using Zoom or other conference call things. Now, in terms of school, a lot of people are abusing this. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's this one teacher here. Uh, I'm going to play this on for you guys. So this one teacher here that's uh, trying to get a class uh, organized, and uh, this is all she has to deal with all the time. <laughs> this right. Uh Osama bin Laden, Ratima, best teacher, please change your names. Your attendance has to be recorded. You can adjust your name. 
The amount of like all these things are very difficult and scary unprecedented times and like I'm this is you know but there's been some great great content related to just the whole online learning culture and just of memes related to or TikTok videos to people yeah. in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it, it's it's funny how the internet just automatically reverts to memes, like a almost a coping mechanism for all this, and like it, it, rightfully so, you know, it, it, it's hilarious. Like some of the content coming out of here, like you're just scrolling through Facebook, like it's literally just memes. No one actually posts anything anymore. But yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's honestly tough, man. Like otherwise, all, the other media, it's just COVID nineteen, uh, one hundred and fifty new cases today, or oh, uh, these new laws. Uh, this is like it, it. It gets, it gets depressing, man. It does. Uh, it does. It's it's kind of like, kind of like, it, like once you sort of fall into watching the news, it can be like almost addicting. Like there was one day, like when this all started, like. You know, evolving like I literally just sat in front of the TV and just watched like the news, just different stories, and I was like, I have to limit this. Like, it's just not healthy to just because they're it's all they talk about all day. Yeah, and these mm-hmm. are big bolded red letters and big scary pictures. It's 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 really it's actually really scary. Like the way yeah. it's portrayed, and right, like yeah. it is a scary system. Like it is a really scary situation that's going on, but. That's just another level of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we were even talking about that in the last episode too, like kind of how we're, at least for me, like I'm sort of controlling how much of that I consume just because I, I don't want to like, that's, just that be the only thing I see, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew, I'm curious actually. This is something we kind of talked about on the last podcast as well, but... Um, do you ever feel like like pressures or expectations as a med student to like be knowledgeable about these types of topics like topics related to COVID-19 yeah COVID-19 in this case like anything sort of like in that realm of like uh, medical things I guess like Andrew I have this uh, like huge hole in my foot and it hurts when I step on it can you tell me what I have those kind of questions (laughs) I mean, whenever taught in, in brief discussions with like family members, when they're, I mean, I think out there in with so much media about the coronavirus, I try to like simplify things and I feel an onus to try to um, make things clear for for family members and what they can do and sort of like what what like a what a virus is and sort of like so they can understand like you know if they have like any other symptoms that might 
be completely unrelated to a virus there's could be like a you know paranoia of relating it to covid and just trying to um you know mitigate those misconceptions of of what corona is i think is important and but there is there is a little bit of onus but there's also realization that i also know i don't know i don't know ship <laughs> um so like it there's there's you know i think we we are far from not not that far but we're we can try i think it's if if, if anything conversations with um having this onus to be informed uh about mm-hmm. virus or you know mo's example of someone's hole in the foot uh, just let it you know uh, be a, a means to let you think and just sort of maybe practice your differential diagnosis of things but nothing more than that and trying to advise medically because i don't think we're, we're at that stage but if it's just personal you know interest is is where it's fitting mm-hmm. would you guys yeah. agree what do you think no, yeah. agree? No, I, I definitely agree like we should, i don't think we're allowed to be given advice or anything like that uh I, yeah for for me it's just i feel like i there is a, a pressure for me to like stay up to date with things and uh, understand things to a certain level uh, just by virtue of being a med student um, versus like in my I don't know undergrad or whatever I didn't feel as much of that pressure to like keep up with the news or like understand about the virus and things like that um, I, I guess and on the other hand we are getting to that stage you know we're slowly working towards that path so mm-hmm. Yeah. If anything, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like it's, we're in the field we've committed to being physicians and, you know, we're just kind of left on the outskirts while we watch residents, physicians walk into the fire and be on the front line. And yeah. we're doing our best with all the initiatives that we've sort of started to to support and mitigating the effects of COVID, whether supporting healthcare professionals or isolated seniors or whatever the initiative may be. But I mean, there's like, you know, there's something in me that's like, I want to be there. I want to be with like, just to, I don't know, within the, not the fire, but just on the front line, you know, but we can't, so. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I it's, it, it is tough, but, like uh, the fact that, and I think we mentioned this in the last episode a little bit, so I'm not gonna go too long. But the fact that we are at least staying home and doing our part—that's like that's that's what we can do, you know. And 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 at least yep. try to not spread misinformation. And then you know what's really cool, and it's like this, a lot of the students in in our program uh, right now are, and not just our program, but even a lot of across the country and different different people. Uh, really are are, are 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 you know stepping out of the way to provide a lot of resources like there's a babysitting going on there's students that are going out to get groceries yeah. uh, really shout out to them uh, we were just talking with a physician today that said 
uh, how much of a relief that's actually been to them. To because the, the physicians are not just dealing with just COVID, but now they're dealing with the anxiety in the air in general. Everyone's mm-hmm. tense. Everyone's angry. People are saying things a lot harsher now, and you know it's 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 taking a real burden on them. So just this little fresher breath air, even for them, they they even say that like they're happy to see that this is going to be the next generation. If that makes sense, and that's mm-hmm. I am so thankful and so proud of our classmates for really Me too. doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like a lot of creative solutions coming out of this. Like you know that we can't we can't be on the front lines there's a lot of stuff that we can't do but they're finding ways around that to help anyways so, so that's yeah. it's a really wonderful thing yeah just doing your best one day at a time and i think that's uh yeah we, we've been witness to incredible work by our classmates and um you know just doing our part right and uh mm-hmm. also taking care of ourselves too that's important and that was uh really stressed by our uh, associate assistant dean too just you know while we try to you know embark on a whatever initiative we are um, starting that we're still taking care of ourselves uh, throughout this and and our on our loved ones too yeah oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. i've had a unrelated question completely mm-hmm. um Next so topic. So, you're, Andrew, you're Italian, um, so I'm fully going to stereotype you on this one here, but if you had to be any pizza topping, uh, what would you be and why? <laughs> hmm. uh, um, that is an excellent question. Thank you. It's a great segue, too. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I'm going to delete this. Yeah. <laughs> the topping would I be and why? Yeah. Um, I'd like to think I'm a bello, so I'd be a portobello, but uh, mushroom. But, <laughs> hold, on, um, hold on. What's a bello? <laughs> What's a bello? Are you saying bello like a bella? Not like it's the male equivalent, but uh, oh. no, I'd like to say honestly, one of the most important parts of uh, like of, of a pizza is the sauce, and uh, it's very important that the sauce is good. If you got good sauce, you know, good sugo, you're it, it, it goes a long way. Um, but I don't know if that's real relevant to my character at all, sauce. <laughs> Um, but uh, I think the bellow response was better. But let me see here. I like. Or did you just bring these I examples like, up just to show that you know some Italian words? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Suko. I mean, I just, listen, I just got a certificate for completing level two of the <laughs> School of <laughs> Continuing <laughs> Education. But I can't. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am by no means fluent. But aspiring to be fluent, um, I don't. That's a really good question. I don't know. Thank you. Let's go with. Let's go with. Um, um, yeah. Let's let's go with pepper. Let's go with mushrooms. I really like mushrooms on pizza. Me um, too. 
mushrooms. I like mushrooms. Andrew, I'm gonna stop you right here. I'm gonna tell you right now your answer. Absolutely <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> That's a horrible let's answer. Let's go with the portable mushroom. Let's go with the portable mushroom. Let's go with that one. And maybe, maybe uh, like I don't know, bocconcini on pizza because I'm a softie. You know that soft cheese. I like. Uh, I'm a softie. So. Yeah, did you just I hear that, Delshan? The man was flexing. Wait, what? The man was just flexing his Italian. Oh, right hardcore! There. Like he's still Are thinking he... about the beginning of the episode when I called him up for the national anthem, and he's like, "All right, gotta gotta <laughs> say some Italian words now to." This hey, right. 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 <laughs> man just said some cheese we'd never heard of in our lives. <laughs> I've, I've been called out. Okay. <laughs> well, show I've been called out for trying to flex my Italian, but yeah, yeah. No, in all seriousness, um, I agree with those toppings. Um, Thank you. Mushrooms, uh, cheese can't go wrong. Uh, I would have said mozzarella, but wait, wait, wait. You're a mozzarella dolce for pizza, like the proper mozzarella, like oh. on a yeah. Okay. I remember I went to Italy a couple of years ago, and like the pizza, like goes without saying, is, is probably some of the best in the world. But the mozzarella on there, oh my goodness, mm. Mm. It's, it's so good. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, know, you right now, I'm, I'm a deep dish crust. Yo, that's good too. Mm. Deep dish, Mo, you love Chicago, brother. I'm, uh, uh, I'm a deep dish crust. I'm loud. I'm proud. I am uh, deep, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I love the thin crust. No, no, I'm with you. Actually, I like the thin crust way better. He's one stays deep to crust. Man. Like, <laughs> hey, man, like Andrew's flexing. I'm flexing too. You like you like the extra sauce? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The the and the red sauce. Red sauce, wow, classic. Red sauce. You know what? I love that description, but it is honestly insulting. No, okay. okay? How about this red sugo? <laughs> no, that's so long. Okay, <laughs> it's not red. That might be the cover color. It's red, but it's tomato sauce. Okay. Yeah, right, low key offended. You can go to the grocery store and look at a tomato. I'm like, I'd like the red ball, please. <laughs> like the red ball. Tomato. Not a red ball. Oh, jeez. Oh, I had a, I stuck a nerve, nerve there. I, <laughs> this man just flipped on me. I did. I did. I, I did press. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I, you were not digressing from anything. You were you were on a very specific path that you intended. <laughs> yeah, and, probably one of the biggest pet peeves of of my Italian culture is when people call it red sauce. Oh <laughs> man, or white sauce. Oh <laughs> white sauce. Yo, have you ever got went to a shawarma shop and they're like white sauce, hot sauce? What on earth is white sauce? Like, what is that? Uh, okay. First of all, don't ever call it white sauce, Dilshan. It is called. Called. You don't even know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> they say like white sauce, hot sauce. Like, oh, yeah, oh, I, I put it on it's, there. It's like a weird garlic. I love it. 
it's delicious. I just go give me everything but the tahini and the pickles. I'm happy. Tahiti sauce or something? No, that's a country. No place. Wait, what'd you say? Tahiti? (laughs) 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 You meant tahini. Tahini. Tahini, not Tahiti. Although I like the other Tahiti. This man's talking about (laughs) offense, and then he calls out a country as a sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Good content! Wow. Oh, yeah, man. No, sauce is important, though. Got to yeah. Got to have the good sauce. You know what? We just learned a little bit something about Andrew. We actually, Andrew, that was a. I, I've never noticed that button about you before. That button. Yeah. What do you I, mean? I, what are you talking about? That pet peeve. That little pet peeve that you had there. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, and the one thing too, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, the one thing too, like, Andrew's the only guy who can like full on like diss you hardcore and like get away with it, and like oh. he should still perceive as this like nice innocent guy. But, like, <laughs> he's got oh, the low key jabs in there, and like you know he can get away no, with it. Andrew's why, a why, why, why do you say that? Wait, what? Why do you say that? What do you mean? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just, just how, button your personality, two. bro. All right. That was a good thing, man. You can say whatever you want. No, Andrew, you are able. Yeah, you have Andrew. You have a very welcoming personality. Um, yeah, you're 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 just a a super pleasure. You're not even a regular pleasure. You're a super pleasure. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you. Can you have me on this podcast more often? If you're just gonna compliment me the whole time. Uh, no. So uh, next next question. No. <laughs> oh man. No, but 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 for real, for real, for real. Um. Okay. What's something that you could talk for about hours, but you really never have a chance to? Or like, what are you proud of, but you never have an excuse to talk about? I'd say personally, like I could go off, like I love, I can just like fully automate people's lives in with like Google Home, you know, just using technology to help um, the stupidest pointless little thing, like to simply turn on a light when you are fully capable of walking up to the light switch and, and, and turning it on yourself, but just like, I feel like I could go off about automating lifestyle. You know, when you're in the shower and like Google already knows that like you're up and it knows your routine and you can like program or or set routines like in your morning that it's going to start playing your favorite songs. I could go off about that, you know, like there's so many ways that technology can help or establish some sort of uh routine or just uh simplicity so i i i that's something i think uh yeah like just automating things you know like setting like uh timers i got uh i'm i'm pretty uh i I'd like to, i'm self-aware that i'm ocd about my uh home tech setup and i i i would i love to to spread the word about that and uh if any any listeners are looking to, or or any of you boys or if you you guys are looking to uh, integrate Google Home, I know Mo, you got the Google Home and you control your lights and whatnot in that. But I don't know that that's what comes to mind at first. I could go off about that. 
Yeah, you could also go off about red sauce. Yeah. <laughs> you could go off about red sauce. Yeah, I could. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I can imagine Andrew having a nice conversation with Siri and Google. Um, <laughs> kind of like we did back on episode one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the potential. Listen, the potential. Like when you ask to turn something on, you don't like you can set any name to that. Like it yeah. doesn't have to be just your, you know, balcony lights or your TV lights or whatever it is. You can set like you can insert any name there. Like there's a Dr. lot of you can set lots of opportunities like when you're leaving you know like you can you can say to google like peace out peace out girl and like she'll just shut everything off you're gonna do that for your patients one day aren't you you know i i like i like integrating tech and health but i haven't got into got haven't got into the field but maybe one day you'll see me you know like my face on an app or something maybe Ooh, the lag rotaria. The lag rotaria is gonna lag. But oh, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm looking about me. I'm sorry. I want to know about you. Like, what are some things that I, I haven't heard in, in any of the podcasts that I've listened to? Like, what you think would, um, you know, what are some things you could go off about? You know, that oh. you don't have the space to do so. You know what? I'd be very happy to start this. I'd be very happy because my man, I never, ever, or rarely, rarely do I ever get the chance to just talk about history. I love history, man. Especially like this, the, uh, the ages between the Crusades in general, 1300s or so. Um, just political history geopolitical history just general geographic history the wife (laughs) see (laughs) I love it it. if you start me up no if you start me up I will go on for days what are those words oh my god get out of here (laughs) (laughs) no it honestly it tells you so much about why the world is the way it is today yeah like it really does the present, bro. Come on. We're making no, but, history right now. Right, but you can't fall into the same traps that we saw in history if you don't if if you like if you if you don't know history you're going to fall into the same traps. This is true. Yeah, yeah I heard a quote um, somewhere. It's like if you don't know your past, you ain't you're not going to have a future. It, that is true. Uh wait, is that true? <laughs> I don't know. This is a quote. <laughs> you will have a future regardless, but your path informs. Exactly. So, with that said, yeah. that's actually the one thing why I like traveling because the idea, what I like to travel is, is to places that I've read about and I actually want to explore. So like, I have always been reading about the Arab empires or the Roman Empire or the you know the Carthage and whatever. The travels of Ibn Battuta, and I even tried to talk that on the first podcast with Dilshan. Dilshan almost slept, but no. <laughs> but 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 that's what actually got me to travel, say Morocco, and then I wanted to go to Turkey. I want to go to Egypt. I want to go out to, uh, to pretty much want to travel his footsteps and just see the spots that he saw in a different timeline in history. And so I don't know. I find that super cool, and mm. uh, if anybody ever wants to talk to me about that, I can literally talk about that for days. It's cool. Um, 
I mean, uh, I'd love to be a soundboard for that. I'm not sure how much, it, you know, I can contribute to that conversation, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> One yeah. day you'll, you'll get little tidbits out of me here and there throughout the podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. How would you do? That's doing? a tough question, though. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, memes. What? Man no, can talk about memes. I'm not even, I'm not even that good with memes, bro. Uh, <laughs> you're not good? I mean, I don't know, man. Like, you have a lot of likes on the meme-based learning. I do post a lot of memes on there, yeah. So we have this Actually, page on our med group where people just make memes related to our like class content and stuff. So I like, I like to post on there. I feel like the three of us like posting. I've noticed that all three of us. I, I looked at who are visual storyboarders, tellers. It's it's the three of us and Andy. <laughs> I mean, like there's, I think Dilshan posts a lot. Like he he posts when he posts he post you you post a lot of memes. Yeah, but they're all. I, I, <laughs> I don't you, you. He posts like five in like one post. Right. I take so long too to make when I make those like bigger posts. <laughs> so, you know, you gotta you gotta like, you know, scroll through them, you know. Bernie you gotta... Sanders. What? Yeah. I mean, do you recall Mo's Bernie Sanders post when we were um, on the brisk where we're on the brink of, of having a, a U of T med shutdown for the pandemic. <laughs> but I'm sorry, a little bit of history. March thirteenth. At this point, everything was already shut down. Everything was closed. But we were expected, more or less, to show up to our clinical skills session. So, very timely, Mo, Hamid, Ahmed, I don't know if that's your official last name. But, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? That's my official last name. That's my unofficial last name, buddy. Okay, I figured. But to post something in the new base learning group, we have been which is like in the title is a parody of like all our, of our other sections of our curriculum, whether it's case-based learning, other parts of the learning, meme-based learning. So he posts a meme of Bernie Sanders saying, I am once again asking for your, for your. his representing like a terrible Bernie Sanders. That's I want Bernie to get Sanders. asking for your, that, was, that was That was Sugo. So that that is that was timely, and I think that ti- the timely of, of the timeliness of that is what led to a greater outcome of um, receptivity amongst the class. I mean, I think over 170 likes is really well received. Every time I look at it, I still laugh. Oh, oh. I, right. I think the the best meme on there goes to, in my opinion, goes to. Uh, Recur Lindsay. No, okay, that was a great one. But I, I think the my favorite that was actually like the best qual, qual, quality meme, if that makes sense. It actually mm-hmm. is meme based learning. But the one yeah, that, that the one that's uh, talking about SPs, this are talking to standardized patients. It's your turn to talk in front of the class, and it was just highlighting a garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that one got to me on a spiritual level. <laughs> I never saw that one. That was, and by the way, Andrew, I want to I want to backtrack on your Bernie Sanders for a second. <laughs> this man wasn't speaking anymore. No, with Bernie, you have to go. You gotta talk with a rough one, and you you gotta talk about yeah, the one percent right. of the one percent. 
Because if you take the 1% and add to that 1%, you get the 0.1%. That's, that's, that's... China, 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 China. China. That's true. All right, we got we to gotta shy away from politics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah, honestly, I can't answer that question, man. I, have no, I don't know if there's anything I really go off about, you know? Oh. I, I, yeah. Impersonations are fun. I enjoy them. But what? But in terms of mean-based learning, what are, what do you guys think are the factors that lead to, um, um, I mean, deceptiveness or, or likability in in the group? I mean, yeah, doing oh, a talking about the research project here. Yeah, uh, um, I think it's honestly just like you have to be timely with it. It has to be like relatable stuff, like. And I think I think um, stress and like pressure, like when, when we're going through some type of hardship in the program, mm-hmm. uh, and you you see a, a really relatable meme about it, like yeah, it hits the spot. It gets it gets you on that spiritual level. Yeah, definitely the timeliness. Definitely the uh, the uh, the the connection aspect. Like yeah, like it's a stressful. Then you get a lot of people talking exactly like Dilshan said. Um. Yeah. I think, uh, I think this goes to show too, like the universality of memes like we're seeing them now like the quarantine memes and like the meme based learning page that we have in that um there's a meme page for everything there is there's memes for zoom and like i i try to think back to like i mean historically mo this might uh uh, be your stroke for the certain folk that likes history (laughs) but uh um if like we're essentially like Historically, traditionally, their form of advertisements and posters, like when I was on when I was visiting Ireland uh, a few years ago, um, the Guinness tour of the factory, like they they had posters up around the factory of 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 their advertisements, and and they were more or less memes. There were jokes and you know incorporated into posters about you know promoting their product, and I mean it's. Uh, it works. Well, it's mm-hmm. comedy, right? Comedy is another aspect of like that, that's something that gets to the emotion, right? Uh, kind of like music, right? Comedy is just it's just mm-hmm. an easy way of people to connect and and feel like it's um it's a good way of getting a real emotional response from people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And the point with music that's interesting too, like, I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but have you ever like recommended a song to somebody and like, if if they don't like it, you kind of feel a little like, like, oh no, they don't like the song that I love. That, have oh, you ever had that feeling? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that like, my theory about that is like, you know, we relate, we like songs because we relate to them in a certain way. Yeah. And if somebody you know doesn't like that particular song maybe it's like oh they, they don't it's in a sense like kind of a reflection of you I'm not saying that they don't like you but like it, it i think it almost has that initial reaction for a second before you collect yourself and you're like oh wait no it's just they don't like a song that's it but, yeah, i find it kind of similar with food actually like if it's like even with food it's like oh this is the best food ever and you give it to someone but for whatever reason with music it's even stronger mm-hmm does that make sense to what I was saying? Yeah, no, it does. But I mean, I think there's even with that said, there's within that there's there's like I don't know, maybe I sound a little cheesy, but there's a beauty to that in that there's that 
you can like intimately relate or some like in in some sense enjoy that one particular song but like for other people and other sorts of not even want to say genre or melody just sort of like initiates some sort of do- dopamine response at the cognitive level differently you know like, like appreciating people's different reactions like what is it about someone's individual preferences for music it, there's something interesting about that you know yeah. mm-hmm. that's the thing yeah you get a bit of both there for sure like, but I, I i do see your point like it, there is um like you recommend a song that you love and they're just not into it and it's like well i feel a little rejected that yeah because you, you're putting yourself out there sort of emotionally like, yeah it's kind of i think that's what it is yeah like it really is kind of a vulnerability it's kind of like there's songs that you're shy to say you love and those are ones that because I, I, I like do you guys know what I'm talking about here like if I bring it up it's like I'm certain a lot of people won't like it and if you mm-hmm. and when you say it and you really get that result it's just like it's a further like it's like see this is a part of my personality that it's it feels like it's like someone rejecting a part of your personality yeah. yeah and like we know in our brains that it's not that like it's but i think that initial like visceral reaction like just that little disappointment is is rooted in that like it's a, exactly like you said a part of our part of our personality part of our who we are that's kind of being like rejected a little bit but you know what i find interesting is the fact that our songs that we enjoy change like one day you can absolutely love a song get offended that someone doesn't like it but a week later you hate it and have no issue yeah. that's interesting right yeah interesting phenomenon yeah we okay. i guess it, it's it's, it's, it's it would be interesting to see like what songs we're listening to throughout our lives and kind of you know like a, create a little soundtrack to our life i'll be honest i actually i, I was i was going back into the into my old songs yesterday yesterday before oh, yeah yesterday. it was a really cool road trip to go down it was like whoa and there were songs that rekindled, like, oh, oh, this actually is good. <laughs> you know, but if I show you. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah That's I the mean, other thing, too, the nostalgia piece about it, like with old songs. Absolutely. Which, yeah, if you talk about this at the beginning, yeah. It, like, literally, like, music being attached to memories, to events in our lives. Yeah. That, maybe even to emotions that we were feeling at the time. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's really cool to try, guys. When mm-hmm. I'm listening, actually, take this take take some time before like you go to sleep or something. Just try listening to some music. Shut your eyes and go through like your favorite songs or your favorite old songs. And, and I remember doing this for a bit. Actually, it was a really really cool experience. Just listen to the first couple seconds of the song, and then jot down the experience that came with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that song associated with? It. You. you mm-hmm. I don't know. I found. I learned uh, some pretty interesting things. I did this in high school, so I, it's, it's not something I did recently. But mm-hmm. it's really cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool to see. Like, what we sort of come up with, and what what stories are attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. This is the game style. Game style. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Opa, game style. No, no, no. No, uh, that's not a bedtime song. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Especially you, Andrew. You start dancing all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah. 
give me your top three songs right now or one of your top three songs because top three is actually difficult to say any one of your top three songs what, like it can be embarrassing it can be whatever what would you say um i just opened up spotify on my computer um <laughs> the same have, uh, um first one uh sunday morning by maroon five um released in uh i think the mid 2000s or some point it's uh, in their album songs about jane mm. um i think my initial um sort of responses is that i would like to start singing it but i mean i don't think that would help your uh ratings um but, uh, <laughs> sunday su- sunday morning rain is fall it's just an upbeat what? it's very up thing i really enjoy it um so that's one song then let's go with dilshan um you know we'll do back and forth here uh for me um one song i've been listening to lately is so this is this guy's youtuber uh his name's gabe gabe bondock um and he's a song called uh seafoam which i really like it's uh it got like a beach summery type of feel to it mm. um it's really soothing i don't know so i like having i like having it on sort of on the background while i'm doing work gay bondak you sure it's not naruto drillings bruh <laughs> 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 oh my god uh okay number one song uh for me lately has been it's not even in english it's an arabic song egyptian song it's called Talad mm-hmm. Uh It's exactly it's not, it's, not, it's got that. It's got a really interesting like easygoing vibe, but it's a love. It's essentially a love song. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Talad Daat means three beats, meaning like three heartbeats. Um, oh. It's really beautiful. Like I, I really, really enjoy the song. And it, there's a couple of people in class that I found also know it, and we sing along together sometimes. It's really cool. Oh really? That's awesome. At, at, like, is that an S an S three S four beat? What, what is it? The third. Beat? <laughs> uh, uh, it, I think it's an S four. Okay. All right. Well, that's a problem. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still yeah. learning the difference. I don't know what that means, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Andrew. Thanks. Thanks for your time, man. Like. Uh, you you're the the one person we wanted to have on here since like we made the podcast in the first place like right away we were both like oh we gotta get andrew on here and it finally happened in episode four and you know we got to laugh we got to have some deep talks you learned about what makes you tick how much you love red sauce and <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah like thanks thanks for ha- coming on thank you guys for having me appreciate it Hey man, much love and uh no we'll see you back again soon you know so we can actually see you in person and uh that with that said that's really the end of the show and the ship has sailed and your captains are off and the captains are off bye-bye everybody see you guys on the next episode ciao